Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other Bits Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, April 13th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill still doing emergency dental work. If you have a dental emergency, call 317-849-2933. Absolutely the best at what he does. Let's talk about sports. Dane Brugler, he's got his seven-round mock draft up on theathletic.com. And if it breaks down the way he's got it for the Indianapolis Colts, Colts fans are going to be euphoric. He's got Jordan Love coming to the Colts at the 34th pick. Thinks that Jordan Love is going to drop all the way to 34. If that happens, I'm going to be absolutely thrilled. Because you would still have thought about taking him at 13, perhaps. But the Colts, they were able to swap that pick for DeForest Buckner. So if you can check both those boxes, if you can get a three technique like Buckner and still wind up with Jordan Love as a prospect, a, a quarterback in waiting behind Phillip Rivers, you feel really, really, really good about where you are. And then at the 44th overall pick, he's got Michael Pittman, the wide receiver out of USC coming here. Michael Pittman, kind of a power forward type wide receiver who can go up and get it in a crowd. He's 6'4", 223, ran a 4'5", 240 at the combine, 36 and a half inch vertical jump. Michael Pittman, the son of former NFL running back Michael Pittman, he would look great in a Colts uniform. If they could get Pittman at 34, I'd feel good about that. Getting good at getting Pittman at 44, I am absolutely in love with that. And then in the third round, they've got Adam Troutman of Dayton coming here. He's a tight end. That would be terrific, too. If you can check all three of those boxes in the first three rounds of the draft, and you're you're Chris Ballard, man, that's a home run on top of a home run. That's a grand slam home run, and then you get to round the bases twice. That's the kind of home run that is. Uh, if the Colts can do that, just wonderful stuff on draft night. We're 10 nights away from the first round, 11 nights away from when it's going to get interesting for the Colts unless they trade into that first round. Second and third round, that's when we're going to see the Colts do some things and hopefully work some magic. And we're going to know at the end of that first night if Jordan Love's still on the board. So you're going to have that 33rd team, and then you're going to have the Colts. The Colts, they would have to sweat out that first pick. But anyway, that's a, it's fun to talk about because what the hell else are you going to talk about? It's like the, the one sporting event or sporting news event that we all care about that hasn't been canceled or really altered in any way that is going to bother us as viewers taking a look at it. Colts made uniform changes that were announced today. The wood, the wood mark is a little bit different. That traditional sort of uh, vertical Colts is now more blocky. And then the, uh, the numbers are a little bit more r- retro. I think that's fine. I think it's all good. The more it stays the same, the better I like it. I don't like, you know, dicking around with uniforms a whole bunch, especially uniforms as cool as the Colts. The best uniforms in sports are two-color uniforms. The Colts, one of the few teams with those. Others, like the Raiders, like the Yankees, 
those I think are iconic. I think the Colts have an iconic look and that they're not going to mess with that look. I am absolutely uh, in love with because right now, like people in Atlanta, like they never get it right, right? They're dicking around with their Falcons jerseys again, for God's sake. You get these teams that kind of try to manipulate the uniforms to gin up uh, sales, right? Oh, hey, look, it's a a retro look. Hey, look, it's a throwback. Hey, look, no, 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 no. You know what? The Colts, what they got is really, really cool. I love it. They're not changing it. I think it's genius. Kevin Pritchard, he is going to have a conference call tomorrow. I'm not really sure what he's going to talk about. Maybe just give an update on the state of the franchise and what he thinks maybe about this 25-day plan that executives within the NBA are kind of throwing out there as a trial balloon. Here's the thing about the 25-day plan. I think it coincides with the, the beginning of May. Because Memorial Day is on the 25th, I think that is when they would like to kind of circle a date to begin play again and show us basketball on TV. Even if fans can't go to the games, having some kind of a meaningful sporting event on television is going to be a big deal, I think, for all of us. We've gone weeks without it, right about a month without it. I'm tired of watching horse racing. Horse last night, I'm not digging that either. Look, ESPN, I get it. You take a shot, see what something looks like, but this is just terrible. The, the production quality was awful, and then the subject matter, equally bad. Paul Pierce, at the age of 79 years old, going up against Zach Levine. Does that even make sense? For God's sake, of course, Zach Levine was going to wipe the floor with Paul Pierce, and I really don't care about why Paul Pierce has got a Celtics logo in his yard, and, and does that bother neighbors in Southern California. I just could not care less about any of that. News out of Chicago, Gar Foreman fired today. He'd been the Bulls general manager for the last 10 years. John Paxson, he's moving to the senior advisor of basketball operations position. And there's bad news for the Pacers. Because as long as those two guys were in charge of the Bulls, you felt really good about the Pacers being better run than they were. Right, So you didn't have to worry about the Bulls. Now, with competent management and leadership and uh, some foresight as far as drafting and as far as free agent signings, you don't feel nearly as good, which is a shame. Gar Foreman and John Paxson, as a team, as bad a management duo as anybody in the NBA today, and both of them, uh, well, one gone and one reassigned today. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson has been suspended by just about everybody. He dropped the N-word during a broadcast of a NASCAR iRacing event. You can't use the N-word. Even if you're a racist, you ought to be smart enough to know that you can't use the N-word during a broadcast. All right? You should know that you shouldn't be a racist. You should know that racism is just stupidity incarnate, right? But to be stupid enough to actually use that word in front of a microphone shows, number one, you're an idiot racist, and number two, you're just plain old idiot. So Kyle Larson, hopefully we have seen the last of him as a NASCAR driver, as an iRacing participant. Hopefully this guy is scrubbed from our consciousness and not allowed to profit in any kind of endeavor that requires popularity. We don't need a poster boy for racism driving stock cars, right? Driving in NASCAR. No, we do not. Hey, I want to ask you, uh, I put this out in the field as a poll earlier this morning. Um, At what point do you go back 
to being a fan and going to events? Uh, Is it when play resumes? Is it when you're vaccinated? Is it when everybody's vaccinated? Or is it never? And these results, this is with 600 votes, all right? Um, 57.4% say when play resumes, they're comfortable going back into stadiums. That means that stadiums and arenas, ballparks, would be 57% full if these people are the only ones who return. When you're vaccinated, 25.5%. When all are vaccinated, 12.5%. And 4% say never. So there you go. That is 38% that want somebody to be vaccinated before they go back into an arena or a stadium or a ballpark. That's a lot of people. 38%. That is really, that's three out of every eight. All right, so three-eighths of, if this came to, came to pass, three-eighths of all seats would be empty because people want vaccinations or want everyone to be vaccinated. When play resumes, 57.6% are ready to go. And, and what a lot of people are saying is, you know what, they were teetering on the brink of not renewing season tickets anyway. Right. Every time you got to write that check, because here here was my experience being a season ticket holder with the Cubs. It was damn. They just kept coming for more money and more money and more money every year. We did it for four years and every year it went up about 20 percent. And finally, you're like, damn, you know what? I don't go to all that many games. I'm trying to figure out a way via StubHub or cheap seats or wherever, trying to make some of the money back. I don't need to break even, but I don't want to get killed either, right? I don't want to take a financial bath because I want to go to 10 Cub games a year and not screw around paying the upcharges on cheap seats or on StubHub. So being a season ticket holder, it was cool. And it puts you in line for playoff tickets which was absolutely key. But if the Cubs aren't going to make the playoffs, there's no way that I'm dropping that kind of dough to be a season ticket holder. And then you do really see how, how the Cubs just kept coming for more money. And it's all about business. And I don't like that. They're leveraging my love for their product and for that team that predates the Ricketts ownership by about 40 years in order to line their pockets. And I don't like it. You know what? Then you can make enough money. You don't need to make all the money in the world. Ricketts or Herb Simon or Jimmy Ursay. You you don't need to make all the money. You don't absolutely need to squeeze every possible cent out of your fan base. And I don't think Herb Simon or Jimmy Ursay do that in Indianapolis. You you can make it affordable. For families, you can make it affordable for fans who work blue collar jobs. You don't need to be a CEO in order to buy tickets to these events, right? Or be well healed somehow or another. You don't need to be a physician. You don't need to be a plastic surgeon in order to go to Colts or Pacers games. So don't come at us for more and more and more money, or at some point you're going to reach a tipping point. And people are going to say, you know what, I don't need to stroke that check this year. And I think maybe the coronavirus has kind of put people in a mindset where it's sort of like, okay, what are we doing? First of all, we got to wait in line to go through all the security stuff because obviously somebody thinks it isn't safe. 
And if they did think it was safe, we wouldn't have any of this security methodology and mechanics uh, between us and getting to our seats. And now we got the coronavirus to deal with. So what the hell are we doing? Why are we putting ourselves in a position to injure our own health and overpay in order to do it? There, there is and, and there will always be a, a moment where the pendulum swings back. We've had a great economy for a long time where people are like, you know what? My kid enjoys going to the games. I'll write the check. Now we're making some hard decisions and we're figuring out other stuff to do. And it turns out that we like doing some of that stuff, maybe a little bit more than we thought we would. And so the decision to go to a ball game is going to become a little bit more difficult. And the decision to invest our cash in order to do it is going to become, we're going to be more thoughtful about that. And I think the result of that is going to be that prices come down and prices need to come down. I think it's important that they do. I don't think that you've got to go at people. The, the, the media contracts provide enough wealth, right? You don't need to extract every single dime that you can out of a fan base that loves your product you know, you don't need to do that. So don't let the Cubs do that. Let the Cubs fail because they do that at every turn. All right. The Colts and the Pacers, they need to do that. And, and I hope that they don't. College football, we'll see what happens this fall. You know what? It's Hey, you know, I've heard people kind of joke on Twitter. I've read them kind of joke on Twitter that Indiana University football has been practicing social distancing for years. You can sit at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington and not be surrounded by a whole bunch of people. It's not like going to an Alabama game or an Ohio State game or a Notre Dame game. You can sit in Indiana and you can be perfectly safe being as it was in 2019. 2020... We'll see what happens, but I think we're all going to be perfectly safe down in Bloomington going to games. That's Sports Another But Sports. I'm Kent Sterling. Join me tomorrow for Breakfast with Kent at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15-ish on Periscope slash Twitter. And then right before noon, I read a chat as long as this hunkering down lasts. I read a chapter of Oops on Facebook Live and on Twitter if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Buy the book, buy the ebook, buy the audio book, whatever you want. Um, but that's why I do it. You know, it's it's fun and it's frivolous. And if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. A lot of people they don't have anything to do, so maybe this gives you something to do. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, eight o'clock. Breakfast with Kent, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Emergency work being done right now, 317-849-2933.